Guess what, fellow travelers? I'm Paul, and I'm back with another episode of the Wayfarer Pedalcast, the podcast all about my bicycling adventures in Japan and elsewhere around the world. This is the second episode of the mini-series within a mini-series about my Mekon River Valley adventure. Believe it or not, the audio you are about to hear was recorded in the same echoey hotel as the follow-up of day one was recorded. But I learned a thing or two about audio mixing since the last episode, so it sounds a good deal better. I'm still an audio hack, but I'm improving. Anyway, on with the show. I call this Episode 6, Day 2, Kantoi to Longshuen. I know, really catchy name, right? Mm, maybe not. What's up, Velo Travelers? This is Day 2 of the Mekon River Valley Adventure. I'm in my hotel in Longxuan. It's called the Amidi Hotel. Uh, today I rode about 84 kilometers. I left about 7.30 this morning. And then of course the riding was really nice in the morning before it got too hot. And while I was on country roads, unfortunately, uh, most of today's riding was on uh, very busy, well basically they were highways. So very busy traffic, but even have, even saying that, it's not like riding on the highway in the U.S. or maybe Canada. The traffic is not going that fast. Plus, there's a lot of motorcycles on the road, so the car drivers are used to uh, having two-wheeled and three-wheeled and other-wheeled vehicles on the road. So I, I never felt that I was in danger at any time. Actually, I've been feeling pretty safe riding on the roads even in the big cities. It takes a little getting used to when you want to cross a street or, you know, uh, make a left-hand turn because then you have to cross over uh, lanes, but uh, it's, it's doable. Uh, one thing I did notice is that uh, uh, since there's so many motorcycles on the road, it's actually, it seems chaotic, but it's pretty orderly. Most of the motorcycles and bicycles and motorized carts and and bicycles pulling and whatever two-wheeled and three-wheeled vehicles are in the right-hand lane this is if it's a two-lane road and then the cars and trucks are in the left-hand lane for the most part so you, you feel like you have a lot more room on the road uh, another thing you know you can't help but miss is all the honking of the horns and if this were somewhere in America you would think they're being really rude or they're really angry drivers but that's not the case here it's just a little toot or something, a long toot to let you know that they're coming up behind you and they're planning to pass you. So you better stay your line. Don't go wandering around on the road. It's not so bad riding in the city, but I do have to say it is noisy. And that's kind of tiring and it wears on you psychologically. But that's true of any city anywhere in the world. You've got car noises and all kinds of uh, miscellaneous noises that uh, can really wear you out mentally. Um, unfortunately, uh, today's route didn't really take me on many country roads. But all in all, I think it was a good uh, ride. My highlight of the day probably was when I pulled off the highway, uh, there's a lot of little cafes and little eateries. I wouldn't call them restaurants. They're, they're just a place where somebody's cooking up food and there's a few tables. 
and they're usually not even indoors. They're under some shaded canopy or almost like a garage. So I pulled off at one, um, must have been just before one o'clock because I was re getting really hungry. And uh, of course, I didn't know what to say, but I, I pulled up uh, Google Translate and I said, I want some food, what do you have? And the lady running it, it's almost always a lady. She looked at me and she just said a word and I said, yes, that's good. And I was pretty confident I was gonna get something tasty because I could see that there was like some uh, barbecued beef and rice and on the, like they got like a little cart or cooking station. So I was pretty confident that I was gonna get something good. And I did, it was quite good. And the other uh, highlight of that uh, meal was that the woman's little toddler was running around. I guess he, was, he wasn't old enough to speak yet, but old enough to run around and get into all kinds of mischief. And at first he was kind of shy, but when I waved at him and smiled at him, then he came over to me. We kind of played without really saying anything. And it was kind of fun. It was a nice little break. Uh, even though it wasn't air conditioned, there wasn't even a fan on, it was in the shade and uh, I got to rest a bit and I felt a good deal refreshed uh, after eating and resting a bit. And uh, I, didn't, I, I did make a couple more stops after that just to, to rest because the heat just kind of wears me out. It really drains, sucks the energy out of me. I'm riding Mini V, my Mini Velo, and it's not like riding a full-size bike. It's, it's quite comfortable for the most part, but it does get tiring after a while, and it's not as efficient as a full-size touring bike, so you have to take that into account. Fortunately, the route has been mostly flat, so um, it, there hasn't been any really need to struggle to go up hills. The, the, the steepest hills are the bridges that go over the many rivers. This is a river delta, so there's lots and lots of tributaries, and they all have their little bump of a bridge over them. But it, it's okay, they're short and over quickly. One other thing I wanted to mention, I've been paying out money, it feels like I've been paying money hand over fist, because the currency, uh, the, the numbers on the currency, there's big numbers, the smallest bill is 2,000 dong. So when you're paying for something, you feel, wow, I'm really paying a lot of money for this. But uh, uh, the meal I had at the uh, little cafe with the little boy, turns out it was like 27,000 dong, which is like just a couple hundred yen, maybe a few dollars, and it was delicious. I mean, you don't get giant servings like you do in uh, America or Canada or even the servings are not, maybe not even as large as they are in Japan, but they're enough, an arm, and you're not paying an arm and a leg for them, so it's worth it. But anyway, when I got to the hotel here in Longxuan, I pulled out all my cash and tried to sort it out, because I really haven't taken a good look at it and tried to figure out what the bills are. I just kind of opened my wallet and pull one out and say, is this the right one, or pull out another one, is that the right one? And, somehow managed to make the transaction. But after being here for three days, I'm still a millionaire. I still got like 2.2 million dong. So that means like I, in the last three days, I've only spent, 
I don't know, 1.4 million dongs. You take off two zeros. That gives you 140,000 dong. No, no, that's not right. Anyway, it's, it's just peanuts. It's considering all I've done and paid for buses and hotels and food and water and all the other things that I've been paying for. It still doesn't come out to be a, a lot of money. Probably less than three or four thousand yen per day, I would guess, which is a bargain. Anyway, that's the uh, report from the road today. I'm keeping the rubber side down and my eyes wide open. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening all the way to the episode outro. I hope you enjoyed day two of my Mekon River Valley adventure. If you did like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, or wherever you can find me. You can also go to www.wayfair.bike for more episodes, videos, photos, and articles. Please ride safely so that you survive long enough to join me for the next episode of the Wayfair Pedalcast. Thank you.